This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly, your source for college hockey in the desert southwest, part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com family. All right, welcome back in hockey fans in the desert southwest. It's another episode, another podcast of College Hockey Southwest Weekly, live from Scottsdale, Arizona, and Paul Hornstein, my co-host, live on Long Island in New York. Paul, we're broadcasting all over the internet right now. We're we're letting everybody know what's going on in the desert southwest in college hockey, NCAA college hockey. As you can see, the pitchforks are behind me and yep. behind you. Behind me, yeah. Um, and that's because there was a there was a sweep. There we go. There was a sweep for Arizona State. Nobody, I don't think, cared except the Arizona State team, the parents, and you and I, because everybody else looked the other way. Um, I know you and I disagreed a little bit, but I called it a ticked off Tuesday because I don't know how you can call it a poll when teams that are playing and teams that aren't playing, if you haven't played yet, how do you rank ahead of anybody? You need, you know, unless you're the defending champion, you need to come in and, and actually get, get a win or a loss or something, right? And it, when you go out and you play six games and you win three of them and two of them are on the road, I don't care who they're against, whatever. This is a lot like last year. Coach Powers said it. You'll hear from our pitchfork profile and, and Dom Garcia, he said the same thing. It's a lot like last year. They had two games. With Huntsville, I believe, wasn't it, to open the season last year? And then uh, Ohio State came in afterwards, or somebody like that. But the only difference is a bad bounce gave them a, a loss in the opening round, and they came in 2-0 and against Ohio State at home and then lost two games to Ohio State and came out 2-2. Two and two. Uh, This time, they, they came in to the, the series at Minnesota State a couple of weeks ago they came in one and one. They left one and three on the road in one of the hardest places to play. Got nothing out of that, and then rebounded and came back and played probably two of their best games against a team that's not great. I mean, Air Force. Let's face it, they're not a great team. But you still went on the road. You still went to altitude, and you still claimed victory rather convincingly. Okay. Go ahead. All right. All right. Now, first of all, if people don't understand about polls, the People that participate in these polls don't watch every game. They just don't. They don't. There's no way to watch every game. It's the same thing in football, same thing in basketball. Okay? Um, whether it was a bad bounce or not, the fact of the matter is they still lost the game, a home game that they should have won. Okay? Um, and it makes a difference. When you don't have that cachet, and they don't, they're not the two-time defending uh, national champions in Minnesota Duluth. Um, so you don't have that that reputation saved for you in the bank. It's going to cost you. That's just the way it is, whether we like it or not. Okay. The fact of the matter is, um, in that opening week against Mercyhurst, you should have went 2-0, and and you didn't. Um, they were ranked still after that, or pretty close to the top 20, but then they lost to the Minnesota State. They dropped way back. They still got a couple of votes. Um, the fact of the matter is, this is almost like the NCAA basketball tournament, where 
the record is more important than the polling. Okay, it's in the end, you have to win enough games uh, and make up for any mistakes or any bad bounces that you have and get into that 13 to 14 spot in the pairwise to have a chance to get into the tournament. And whether we like it or not, that is just the way it is. The polls are almost irrelevant. They look good. <laughs> but they're they almost <laughs> no, they don't look good at all. <laughs> okay. Okay, let me either, let me tell you the way. Let me it, let me equate the poll to life, right? Here okay. it is. It's like your credit score, right? Right. If you have if you have one downfall and your credit score it falls 150 points. But if you want to bring it back up 154 150 points, it could take you six months, seven that's months. That's right. Right. And, and that's the same way with this. They they lost two games at Minnesota State, which is arguably, and Coach said it himself. You'll hear him on the on the uh, five minute powers play today. Arguably, the best team in the country on their home ice opening weekend. Right. And and you lost it. They understand they lost it, but they re and that dropped them which it should have. Right. But then you come back and you win two games on the road somewhere in college hockey. It really doesn't really matter. Right. You should go up a little bit. You know, you got to get more than the same number of votes because what you're telling me then what? is that those two wins at Air Force meant nothing. But what they, they didn't mean that. They, 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 nope. they, they, yeah, they do. In the polls, it did. In the polls, it did. It meant nothing. You, you, you want to you wanna take care of that? Uh, a week and a half from now, go win two games against Quinnipiac, and it'll take care of itself. Okay, take care. Well, of let's business. hope so. You know, I, that's just the way it is, whether we like it or not. Um, at, at the same time, uh, if you were gonna, if you were asking me if right now they were one of the top teams in the country, no, they're not. Uh, you know, have I seen every game? No, I haven't. Have you but nobody has. Again? Nobody has. <laughs> of course, I didn't see old Bo- 120 minutes this weekend either. But you know, hey, it. You know, if I'm going to blast the uh, college, uh, oh, go ahead. If go I'm going to blast the, you're the, the college broadcast, I'm going to blast the pros too. Not only did the video stream go out in the Friday game at Air Force in the second period and half of the third period, the radio broadcast went kablooey too on the stream. So basically you're left with Twitter to follow what happened. (laughs) You can't get a true view of that. No. Uh, I mean, people, let's go here. Once again, modern technology, what are we talking about here? (laughs) This is crazy. Oh, goodness. I mean, jeez. Let's go, people. I can't fly to every game. You know, I can't. You know, I'm lucky I'm I'm going to be able to fly to Anaheim to hopefully see a couple of games. Is there a couple of games going on in in Anaheim? That's a very good question. (laughs) Um, But that's another topic for another show. Exactly. um, Okay. Well, let's get back on track. Here's what happened over the weekend. The uh, the Sun Devils traveled to Colorado Springs to the Air Force Academy at altitude. They came in strong. They dominated Friday night. They dominated again, not as much Saturday night. But 
but they won, right? They, they won. The penalty kill got better, and and their power play got better. And Johnny Walker picked up three assists instead of three goals, and he's tied for the lead in points in the country. Um, and Sanchez is also in the top ten in points. So those are all positive things. Evan Brower got his first collegiate win. He got uh, a shutout, and then he and then he got tested big time. Um, Saturday night with 40 plus shots. So, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, all, and when we're going to have coach on here in just a couple minutes. And when coach talked, he was very pleased with it. He told me in his words that they went to Minnesota state. They knew what they were up against at Minnesota state, but he knew one thing coming out of it, win, lose or draw, they were going to be a better team for playing Minnesota state at Minnesota state. Right. And that's what he wanted to take out of it. He said, did we go up there thinking we were going to dominate those guys? No. Did he think we were going to win? We weren't even really sure we were going to beat that team because they were that good. But we knew we were going to learn something from that team. And I think that's what they did. Um, well, you know, if you want to talk about learning something, our Pitchfork profile player, uh, Dominic Garcia tonight, um, he also uh, learned something, right? Because <laughs> he got, yeah. I asked him point blank, he got sat down. And I said, what did you learn from that? And he said, you know what? He was trying too hard. He said, i got to go back to doing what I do. And he did that this weekend and earned himself the pitchfork Saturday night. So, you know, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of good things going on. The hockey season is early. And Very that's early. Why, Very early. And, and that's why you and I disagree on this magic number thing. But I think we disagree on, on the different points. You realize, and I, like I do, that it's one game at a time. But I like to look at a calendar and plan out my year. So that's why when I look at the hockey season, I put up numbers and cross them off. Kind of like waiting for Christmas, right? You, you can't get to the national championship unless you win X amount of games. So you've got to win them somehow, some way down the road. That's why, that's why I have one, then I cross it off, and I cross it off. And then I look at it and I go, wow, there's only 21 wins left required instead of 24. So... You know, would, would I like to see him win every game? Yeah. Would I like to see him win every game at home? Yeah. But well, let's be realistic here. The bottom line of it is you've got to win 21 games. That's what well, you have to do. Do, do, you, do you want me to take the games as an individual thing before or after the coach? Because, uh, you know, <laughs> we heard the coach, and I have a slightly different perspective from the coach. I, All right. I don't... Let, let, let's go to coach first, and then let you tell. Because okay. that way people will hear what the coach had to say. So. Let's okay. take a quick break. Let's bring in Coach Greg Powers for the uh, five-minute Powers play, and then Paul and I will come back, and Paul you will tell us what he thinks. Welcome back in, hockey fans in the desert southwest. It is another five-minute Powers play. We missed the coach last week. He's got to do meetings, too, occasionally, but he's yeah. back with us. Uh, I guess it was a good thing because it was a sweep up in uh, Colorado at Air Force. So tell me a little bit about the weekend. Uh, yeah, I was really happy with our guys. Um, like I told them after the game, any win on the road is tough. Um, and when you can sweep on the road against a really well-coached team that plays really hard like Air Force, um, it's it's a great sign. We, we have a ton of character in our room. Our guys knew that we went up there and our backs were a little bit against the wall and we had to go win some games and we did. You know, you, you look at milestone weekends and, and Evan gets his first collegiate win, then he gets a shutout, but you guys played, and I heard you say this a couple different times over the weekend, it was a team win weekend, wasn't it? Yeah, especially Friday. I mean, both games were really good road wins, but Friday was, was probably one of our best overall collective efforts from top to bottom where we just went out and executed everything that we wanted. 
most importantly, defensively, we were really, really good and, and stingy uh, in our own end and blocked a ton of shots. And we're just really difficult to play against while staying incredibly disciplined, which is a huge focus. So um, really happy with our guys. Uh, we made it easy on Evan on Friday. Um, and, and then on Saturday, he was, he was outstanding and helped us win that game. You know, I didn't have a chance to talk to you, obviously, last week after uh, Minnesota State. I know you were frustrated with the way things went up there a little bit, but not really for your play so much as, as the way things went. Um, let's just say the way things went. But tell me a little bit about how the guys responded and what you saw the week of practice. I saw you watching last Tuesday from above, and it looked like the guys really made some changes. Well, I mean, we, we, we just had to, to stick with it, you know. I mean, it, 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 at the end of the day, if you, if you parallel last year to this year, we dropped that, that home opener. It was a game we didn't expect to drop. And, and, and uh, had we hung on there in the last two minutes, we would have been in the exact same position that we were last year, playing arguably the top team in the country in that second series. Last year it was Ohio State. This year it was Minnesota State. Um, and, 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 and so, you know, we're, we're, we just told the guys it's a long season, we're fine. And, um, and at Minnesota state, you know, I mean, we, we had a power play on Friday night to, to tie the game up and gave up a shorty. And then on Saturday, we, we really liked how we were playing in those first two periods and some unfortunate stuff happened there at the end of the second and, 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 and to credit to them, they, they are such a good hockey team so well coached um tough place to play they just don't lose at home right. and and so we knew what we were up against and and but that at the end of the day um i knew that series win lose or draw was going to make us a better team and it did playing against that good of a program and 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 what mike hastings has done up there is is remarkable um, it made us better it prepared us for air force um it got our guys a little bit angry and a little bit uh and and, and refocused and uh, we knew we had to go up to Air Force and get a win Friday. We knew, and we played like it. We played desperate, um, and uh, and then it carried over. So now you get a week off, which is kind of probably nice. I know you got a few bumps and bruises for guys, but probably nice to get this week off now before you regroup for Quinnipiac here. Yeah, we're going to make the most of it. I think I think we we if we have perfect world, we'd rather play, right. you know, but um, because we like how we're playing right now. But um, we're going to work hard, really hard this week, and that's what we told the guys. It. It's not a week off. It's a week. It's a week to 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 refocus and 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 really dial on dial in some things. And so um, we got the power play going Saturday night. The kill was great all weekend. We, we we you know last week primarily the biggest thing we focused on was special teams. And when you can win that special teams battle, especially on the road, it's the great equalizer. And and we did both nights in my opinion. So um, you know that that was big for us last week. Okay, Evan's performance is stand for itself, but a couple of guys that caught my eye is Johnny Walker with three assists. He's now tied for the lead in points with 10 points, and six of them are on assists, which I, I think is opening eyes around the uh, hockey world. And the other guy that really stood out, I thought, was Dom Garcia. I know you sat him one night, and all of a sudden Dom came back with some fire, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, Dom, Dom I think, just had to reset, you know, and, and it, sometimes it helps guys to, to watch a game and 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 – um, and he needs to, needs to be true to himself. He's a captain and a leader and, and uh, a go-to guy for us that's out there in important situations, especially uh, defensive situations. Um, and, he, and, and, you know, he just maybe started to get away from what made him successful as a player. And, boy, was he, he, he was so good this weekend. Um, he was a handful for them in, in every way, and his energy just, just you know, resided through our entire roster. It was great to see him play the way he did. And, um, and I, you know, I, I love that kid. He's, it's going to carry over. It, he was really good for us. 
Johnny being Johnny out there, or what are you seeing differently in Johnny's game? I think Johnny's just just expanding, you know, his horizons a little bit, you know, where you know we're trying to get Johnny to to to. You know, if something's not there, to not force it and 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 one v one so much and just kind of delay and face up and and make plays because he he's a playmaker as well. He sees the ice very well. He's not just a goal scorer, and he's starting to prove that. So um, he made some tremendous plays this weekend. He he uh, and like always, I mean, he had a goal. But he could have had three or four, and and um, he just competes. That's the best thing about Johnny. Johnny doesn't care how it gets done. He really, truly doesn't care if he gets on the score sheet. He competes and he wants to win, and because of that, he scores. Um, so when he when he's committed to playing the right way, he's he's virtually unstoppable. Okay, we'll get to Quinnipiac next week. Let's wrap things up by talking a little bit about some of the guys with injuries that came back and some that are out. But Jax Murray came back and got some action. That was a good thing, I'm guessing, for you. And I saw Max Valenson on the ice today, still wearing a colored jersey, but doing some work. And, and then, of course, you lose uh, Groobs. We know how long he's gone for. Yeah, you know, I mean, having Jax, Jax, Jax is behind from a conditioning standpoint because of he didn't get any work pre-China and, and, and minimal work when we got back. And he got cleared about a week and a half ago. And, and we want, I wanted to get him on the bench as the extra just to feel the game and be around the guys and see the speed. And, and, uh, and I think that helped. But putting him out in altitude probably wasn't the most fair thing to him. And, um, and he, he agreed. So he, he's getting there. And he's going to be a, a good addition for us. He's he's a really good player, and um, uh, Max is 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 almost cleared. He's almost back, so that'll be a nice another nice option for us to have in the back end. And and Groobs, uh, he'll he'll you know we expect to have him back at worst after that that long delay we have after Alaska. So for the most part, we're pretty healthy, and and guys are ready to go. All right, coach. Thanks for sitting in again. Uh, good luck on the off week, and then we'll talk more about Quinnipiac next week. Yep. Thanks so much. Pre-game like a pro, post-game like a champion at College Bar and Grill. Located across the street from the iconic A Mountain and Sun Devil Stadium and a quick walk from Wells Fargo Arena, College Bar and Grill is your home for the best local craft beer, delicious creative cocktails, tasty food, and Tempe's best atmosphere for Arizona State Athletics. College Bar and Grill, pre-game like a pro, post-game like a champion. Online at ilovecollege.co. All right, we're back. Uh, Coach Greg Powers just joined us on the five-minute Powers play. I know what he said. Paul knows what he said. Everybody knows what he said. Tell us what you think, Paul. Well, I, I kind of disagree with the coach a little bit. Maybe I'm looking at it from a fan perspective, and he's looking at it. Um, you know, he had a chance to look at the coaches' films. Um, I thought they played better on Saturday than they did on Friday. I, I, I thought what I got to see <laughs> – on Friday night, um, I thought the first period was choppy. Um, I don't know if that was just both teams uh, grinding it out equally or both teams um, trying to feel each other out. I don't know. Um, I, I actually thought the way the game was going, it was going to be a much higher scoring game than it was, uh, only ending up 3 uh, nothing. Um, I actually thought that there were going to be a lot of goals scored just because of the choppiness. Um, I, I thought you'd get a couple of fluky goals and then the, 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 the floodgates would open up. Um, it didn't happen that way. 
Um, I will say this. Um, I thought the last half of the third period uh, with, with, with the lead and the 2-0, I thought that in the defensive zone, I thought I saw ASU play as hard as I've seen them play in the defensive zone, trying to make sure that Evan got that shutout. Um, I saw them diving in front of more pucks than I can remember. I saw them blocking more shots than I can remember. Um, I don't think it was a great offensive game by any means. Um, what I saw of the penalty kill, it was good, but I don't want to sit here and talk. They weren't killing against the, the uh, you know, the 87, 88, 89 Gretzky Oilers, but, um, you know, penalty kill is penalty kill. You're still playing a man down. Um, I thought at the end they were keeping everything to the outside, kind of like they did in some of those games in China that I got to see where they, they basically kept the middle clear and didn't give Air Force a lot of good opportunities. Um, I thought the game that they played on Saturday, despite giving up the shots, was a much better game. I thought that um, the passing was better. I, I thought that the, 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 just the overall play was better. Even though Air Force got two goals, I mean, they were – they got six power plays. They had to score eventually. They weren't going to get shut out both games over the weekend. That's just too hard to do. Um, I like that um, they got a little bit of secondary scoring in both games. Um, they're going to need that as the season goes on. I don't think this team has clicked yet, at least in terms of forwards four through 12. Um, I think that... Uh, Brinson, Pashnuk, and, and Josh Maniscalco continue to play uh, well and play a lot of minutes. And um, I thought that Evan actually looked better on Saturday despite giving up the couple of goals than he did on Friday. Well, you, know, you saw a lot more Evan on Saturday because he had to make a lot of saves. And uh, so you got a chance to see him do a lot more. Uh, Coach Power said that as well, that they – they really made life easy, in his words. We made life easy for Evan on Friday because we blocked a lot of shots and we didn't make him make a lot of big saves. And You're right. They did sell up for him. Um, let me tell you what I saw. Last Tuesday, I watched a very unhappy coach watch from the press box. He doesn't do that very often. I, I acknowledge that with him today. I said, I watched you watch from the press box. When he's doing that, he, he's directing something, right? He's getting something on film and what he wanted. Um, so I think they came off of that loss at Minnesota State, and he wanted to see an effort, a rebound. Um, and I think that's why you saw the choppiness Friday night. Then they get the shutout. They get the win. They're pumping their chest out a little bit. They're feeling good about themselves. And then things opened up a little more. And then you see the guys start to score the puck. And that's why you gave up two goals instead of – but that's what they needed. They needed to, to open it up a little bit. Are they there yet? No, they're not even close to where they're going to be by the end of the year. But but they're getting there, and it was a step in the right direction. Yeah, I also, especially on Saturday, um, they got called for six penalties, um, and there's not usually. And and I don't want to sit here and and and, and get on the officials because that's not the point I'm trying to bring up. But uh, it was one of the first times that I saw where none of that stuff after the whistles went on. Yes. 
okay? And that's been a when, – when the coach at the beginning of the season talks about how we have to be more disciplined, that's part of what he's talking about. Um, and it was a good thing to see that where they just walked away um, and didn't get involved in any of that stuff. I think I saw maybe once or twice, but that's going to happen in the course of a hockey game. Um, so um, even though they did make a half a dozen trips to the box, uh, at least it wasn't for that kind of stuff that goes on that is not helping the reputation and is not uh, making them – uh, not that I think they care, making them uh, – a lot of friends all the time. Uh, but that's just me. All right. Well, that was perfect segue into our Pitchfork profile because when I asked Dom Garcia about that, he said, um, you know, our style of play is still the physical style, and a lot of teams don't like that. But that's what we have to do to win. So we have to find the borderline between crossing that line and not crossing that line. Okay. And I think that's that's coming around right now is like um, and for those that see this or or those that see the the pitchfork profile on YouTube, take a look at Dom Garcia and see if that that gentleman is pretty well built. Good Lord, I sat next to him and I felt like I was getting muscles just by sitting next to him. So uh, does that work? Because if no, that no. does, no, I, I'll go find you. I, if that works, <laughs> tell me about that. That'd be awesome because I can go do that. <laughs> No, I'm just telling you, he is a specimen. When Leanne Blinn told me that he was the strongest guy in the team, I believed her. When I saw him today, I know it. It's a fact. So let's take another quick break. Let's bring in uh, our Pitchfork profile with uh, Dominic Garcia, and then you and I will come back and discuss Dominic's conversation and lead ourselves into this off week, which uh, Coach said he wasn't happy with. He'd rather he'd rather be playing hockey right now, but. It is what it is. So let's take a quick break. We'll bring in uh, Dom. All right, welcome in. It's another Pitchfork profile. This is a guy that exemplifies the Pitchfork in my estimation. Dom Garcia is with me. Dom, welcome in. Thanks for having me. It's good to be back. Okay, a couple of things I got to get off my mind right away. Number one, the uh, the starting lineups are backed by Dom Garcia and looking good. Yeah, uh, yeah, they kind of just picked back up where they left off, so they're fun. Um, they're exciting. Hopefully the boys enjoy them as much as uh, we do, or I do, me and Powers. So it's a, it's a pitchfork profile is what we're calling the segment now. We get a chance to talk with some of your teammates every week. And uh, I saw the pitchfork, and it went to you last Saturday night. Tell me what that meant to you, and tell me a little bit about what you said to that locker room. Um, I mean, it means a lot anytime your teammates uh, can like see what you've been uh, trying to do for the team. So it was nice for them to appreciate it and recognize it. Um, yeah, I said this was a, like the best decision I ever made. Um, I have no regrets coming here. Um, I've gotten to be behind the scenes and help build this thing from the ground up. Um, obviously our senior class last year were really the original founding fathers, but it's been awesome. Okay, so we talked a little bit about facing adversity, and you faced a little bit of it. You sat out one of your first games, maybe your first game ever mm -hmm. at Minnesota State, yeah. and then bounced back. What, what did you learn from that? that night off basically um i just gotta get back to my game really that was it i mean i think i tried to do too much um 
and it ended up biting me in the butt, but I, I just need to use my legs. My legs are what got me here. Um, they create energy, they create space for our scoring guys, So um, and they create opportunities for them if I can draw penalties. So uh, I just gotta keep my game simple. And that's how I like to play it too. Leanne Blinn told me in the off season, she, I said, who's the strongest guy in your hockey team? She said, oh, it's easy, it's Dom Garcia. Uh, tell me a little bit about the off-season training and talk to me about Leanne Blinn and what she does to uh, not only strengthen you, but hockey strengthen you. Um, yeah, I mean, in the off-season, I, uh, I spend a decent amount of time up in Minnesota with Como, right. um, training at the same facilities. But um, I don't know, I've, I've always been kind of just stockier build. And then fortunately, I work with Leanne and she works with all of us and she's great. Um, and anything I want to do extra, she's always available. So I'm able to go in in the afternoons and do extra lifts or whatever I want. It's just something that I enjoy doing. Um, and it helps me for my style of game that's below the goal line. So she's great. Okay, so when we look at your roster right now, this is as deep as you've ever been in the, the three years that you've been here. But um, with depth comes competition, but it also brings out the best in everybody, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, everyone's everyone here is pushing each other to be better. Everyone wants to play, so there's always that healthy competition day in and day out, whether we're in the gym competing against each other or we're just on the ice. So it's, uh, it's I wouldn't say it's negative in any way, but it holds you accountable. Hey, last year when you played a schedule that was pretty daunting, people said, oh, my God, they're not going to win enough games to get in the tournament. You want enough games to get into the tournament. This year's kind of a carbon copy, right? Except uh, you lost to Minnesota State on the road, but they're number two ranked team right. in the country. Last year it was Ohio State here. Right. Then you rebound with a sweep uh, at Air Force, and now you got a week off before Quinnipiac. So how far can this team go, and what are the accomplishments that this team can actually get this year? Well, I think we're looking to exceed what last year was. I think anything less, we won't be satisfied. So um, starting the kind of the same way, but we're looking to rebound. And we had a nice rebound against Air Force, but now we're looking to continue on the winning path. Okay, so we talked a little bit about building, building your way to that. You had a chance to feel what the national tournament was like. What did you learn from that trip? Um, I learned it just takes really a full 60. I mean, you could tell everyone was excited, but it just came down to uh, producing and executing. Um, we had our chances. Everyone, we had the effort. It was there. It just, it just wasn't meant to be. They had ended up having, you know, more than we did. So... Okay. Um, but definitely we learned a lot. I think that we're able to use now, um, get before we even, if we make it. So we look at the way the, uh, the hockey team is constructed. You got a lot more talent than you've had in the past, but you have a lot more grit. You still have that physical style of play. Are you guys getting a bad rap out there from other teams because of the way you play the, the style, the quickness, the, the, the physicality that you bring? Um, I don't know. I, I think it's just uh, the game is so skilled now. I think whenever you get a team that's like us that just loves loves hitting or loves the physicality, um, you're going to get people that obviously don't want that. But it works for us. So um, other teams may have a, a lot of skilled guys, but when push comes to shove, our guys are going to be there to support one another, and they're going to fall. So. Okay, I think Wayne Newton is the original Mr. Las Vegas, so we can't call you Mr. Las Vegas, but I think we can call you Vegas, right? Uh, let's tell me a little bit about it, and you've told me this before, and I know your background, but tell me a little bit about Vegas and the things that you've seen three years. Let's look back five years. You know, when you think back of what Vegas was for a hockey community to what Vegas is right now, what do you say about Las Vegas, Nevada? I think it's, I can't describe it other than it's crazy. I mean, now I... 
I have friends who have little siblings that are getting into hockey and now it seems like the go-to sport that everyone wants to play and just I think five even five years ago before the nights it was just like it, it was growing but not like this so now they're just rinks the Knights want to open up another one out in Henderson on the opposite side of town for me but so it's just crazy how how much support they get it's wild so the way it's growing there it's kind of mirroring what what's happening at ASU you haven't got the new rink here yet mm -hmm. but we know it's on its way and we know what the program is building you got some big name teams coming in Quinnipiac in a week yep. and then uh, Denver and then Michigan Tech and it just keeps rolling on what uh, what's the word that you're hearing about Arizona State hockey whether it be in Vegas or on the road when you travel um I don't know I try to avoid hearing or reading anything or stuff like that so I don't know hopefully anything we're reading is good I mean uh we have the right people in the locker room, so hopefully they're describing us as honest and hardworking. Um, I mean, I guess what I would say, other people call us undisciplined, but it's just passion. Um, we try to work on that, but it's not disrespectful in any means. It's just the guys in here care a lot. All right, let's wrap things up by talking about your role wearing the A on the, uh, on the jersey. Uh, you know, I talked to your fellow captains, and, and I said, what do you guys have to do? And they all tell me to a man, there's really not much you have to do in this locker room. It, it pretty much polices itself, and guys know where their place are and know what they have to do. Is that kind of the thoughts that you have as well? Yeah, I think um, the group of guys we have make it really easy to uh, wear the letter. Um, we don't really have to do all that much. Um, if anyone does cross any sort of line, it, I mean, they're reprimanded and they're held accountable, accountable right away. So... Um, there isn't much teaching going on. I think we're past that stage now since we've been here since July. So now everyone's in the groove of things, and uh, we're just continuing to go. All right, Dom. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, man. Hey, Michael here from M-Drive. My dad, a world-class scientist, actually made M-Drive for himself to stay active and continue enjoying life. And yes, M-Drive supports healthy testosterone, but it's so much more. M-Drive is the everyday supplement to fuel your drive with more energy and more strength. Listen, we'd love for you to try M-Drive too. Visit mdriveformen.com and we'll give you 20% off your first purchase. Just type in the code DRIVE at checkout. Refind your prime with M-Drive. All right, Paul Hornstein, you just heard the pitchfork profile for this week. Dom Garcia, the man who took the uh, pitchfork, the man that wears an A on his sweater. I wanted to call him Mr. Las Vegas, but I told him I can't because that's definitely Wayne Newton. So I can call him Mr. Vegas. But Dom Garcia joined us. Um, your thoughts on Dom and his weekend and everything that he's gone through in his third year now at uh, Arizona State? Well, listen, uh, anybody that... Uh, follows me in terms of this team and has had conversations with me uh, about this team, knows that I'm a big fan of his game. Okay? Um, I'm sure he would like to score more, but uh, that's not been his role on this team. Well, I know uh, one thing, his dad would like to see him score more. <laughs> okay, well, everybody would. Who, who wouldn't? You know, if he's scoring uh, that's a more. That's... Out to Fred Garcia, by the way. You know, Fred, I know uh, you're listening, so uh, the, the kid's awesome. I love him. Um, but he he works hard. He's He's got a lot of speed. Uh, and, you know, every not everybody on a team has the same exact role. And he does things that 
other guys on the team can't do. Um, you know, you, you're not going to win hockey games without special teams. And he's one of the leaders of the penalty kill. Um, he's supposed to get the four check going and, and usually does. And, you know, he just hasn't been. Sometimes the role on a team is not glamorous. Somebody has to do the dirty work. Okay. And on every league, every, every, it doesn't, it doesn't matter from peewees on up, you know, um, and you know, every team's got to have guys that do the things that he does well. Um, you know, uh, and, 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 and I like, I like guys like that. I, you know, that, that those are the guys that, that make the difference between winning and losing uh, even if it doesn't show up on the score sheet, you know, having coached a bunch of different things in my life, uh, including a couple of years of ice hockey, um, you learn to appreciate those kind of guys. And they may not be flashy and they may not be uh, on the highlight reels all the time, but he's wearing a letter and has now for, you know, he did it as a sophomore. There's not a lot of guys that wear letters no. as sophomores. So no. um, that tells you uh, what the coaches think of his job and his responsibilities. And, uh, you know, he, 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 you know, as he said, he realized he was getting out of his game. And I'm sure he had that conversation with the coach. Nobody likes to sit. Who the heck wants to be on the bench? Who the heck wants to be in the press box? They want right. to play. Yep. You know? Uh, and you could take it one of two ways. You could take it and sulk, or you can take it and do what Dom did this past weekend in Air Force and got back to his game and kept it simple. Absolutely. Okay, before I forget, let's talk about a couple of things that I brought up with Coach about injuries. Okay. Um, long term for, uh, for Brett Gruber, does not sound like it's going to be a major thing. He feels like after that trip, I guess you want to call it a major thing or not, but he he's feels like the end, the end of end of November he's going to be back. But but it's not season ending, is what I'm saying. No, it's not. And it's, it's not, not taking him after the first of the year type of thing. Um, and and the depth is is really showing right now. The ability to put people in. I thought it was interesting what he said about Jax Murray and giving him some playing time. He said he made him the extra forward because he wanted him on the bench to see the speed of the game and to feel the game and to feel a part of the team. He knows that he's not there conditioning-wise. He felt it was a bit unfair to bring him in at altitude when he wasn't conditioned the way he should have been. But he felt it was important for him to be on the bench. Now, that's a little thing, but that's something that Coach Powers has always done, right? And that's what makes him the coach that he is, is that he sees these things. And for Jax Murray, that may have gotten a lot of the nerves out of his system just being on the bench, right? So I thought that was important. Uh, Max Balanson was back on the ice skating today, uh, part of practice. He's wearing the colored jersey, so we know he's not a contact person yet. I don't know. Um, Coach seems to think that both him and Jax are just conditioning away, but I don't know. Okay. I think there's more to it with Max than that because um, I think he's got a ways to go yet, to be honest with you. Well, you know, listen, uh, the culture of hockey is you're not going to get very much – uh, in terms of really? injury news, I know you're shocked. <laughs> and let's face it, if Brett Gruber wasn't wearing a sling, 
right. wouldn't know about that either. So right. uh, yeah. we would be speculating, okay? Yeah. Um, so uh, the one positive to having all the, the wacky schedule with a lot of breaks in between is guys get to heal. Uh, yes. Whether or not they take advantage of that remains to be seen. So um, there are some other, uh, you know, when you have guys that, you know, that are important to the team, you know, Gruber's a senior. I'm sure he doesn't want to spend a lot of time in his senior year on the, you know, on, on the injured list, so to speak. Um, you know, I, I'm sure Max is itching to get out there and, and get some playing time back. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that Murray, uh, especially after being on the bench uh, for that game, wants to actually get on the ice and, 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 and get hit. So, uh, we'll see how that goes, uh, in terms of the time that we have, we have the, he's got another two weeks of practice to build up his conditioning. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you're, there by then. if you're saying that uh, Max is wearing a non-contact Jersey, then he's probably not going to play or even be available for Quinnipiac either. Uh, so, you know, this is where you find out about some other people. Um, couple of other things I wanted to mention uh, uh, in regards to Air Force. Um, hopefully, uh, now that he's got his first collegiate goal, Logan Genuine, uh, will start to get a much better feel uh, for uh, the game and, and, and get his shots off and, and, and get his share of production. Uh, he got that first goal on a, on a, on a really good uh, tic-tac-toe-like sequence with uh, Jordan Sandu and Austin Lemieux. Quick, quick, quick passes, bang in the net. That's the way it goes. Um, Josh Maniscalco got his, uh, got a big power play goal in that third period on a, on a big one-timer. Uh, and that, you know, once again, secondary scoring from somebody other than the first three forwards. And, uh, you know, and they won the game 5-2. to two. And then Maniscalco's goal, uh, was big because at the time it was three to two. Air Force had cut the lead down, and Josh put one in the net and and and, and gave them that breathing room. And so, you know, I just wanted to make sure we got those in there because I thought those were important uh, for the Absolutely. weekend. Uh, you already talked about uh, Walker and Sanchez being in the top ten in scoring in the country with uh, their numbers. So. I think we got it all in in terms of the uh, well, on ice. Here's a couple more things I want to throw in because I, okay. I said congratulations to him today. 100 games and now 101 for uh, Tyler Bush. That says something at the collegiate level anytime you get over a, a century of games. So congratulations to Tyler Bush on that. He's only going to get more and get better as the season goes on, in my opinion. Also, uh, empty net Willie, as I'm calling him now. Willie Neerham gets two empty netters <laughs> this weekend. Do they count any differently on the scoreboard? They certainly do, but but, uh, that's what you got to do because that seals victories, right? Um, You don't get an empty netter opportunity unless you're leading. So you need to, you know, that seals victories. Yeah, well, it's, you know. So there you go, right? You had to get there first, but congratulations to William Earham on a couple of uh, empty netters. it's going to be interesting because you could visibly see the difference between this Tuesday and last Tuesday in the practice. The jump in their step was like night and day difference, right? 
Coach Powers was on the ice today. It was a ton of small area games. He told me last week it was special teams, special teams, special teams all week. And uh, a little bit of skating as far as uh, that Tuesday practice. But today, last Tuesday, everybody had to go to class. This Tuesday, everybody wanted to talk. Yeah, it's kind of funny, huh? <laughs> kind of funny how that works. Well, listen, um, you know, winning solves a lot of problems. Oh, does it ever. It, it solves it ever. a lot of problems. So um, so, so next week, we're, we're going into a lame duck weekend right now. And then next week, we'll be gearing up for Quinnipiac. This schedule, I don't know. Every time I look at it, I like parts of it and I dislike parts of it. The parts that I like are having the big big games on the first weekend of the month. It's just easy to kind of go in your head and feel like big weekend, big weekend, big weekend. But this week off, and then there's going to be three weeks off. You know that's and now it's, it's the that, listen. Let's face it. It's the function of being an independent. You have to take the games. When yep. people can play, and that's right. just the way. Do we? I, I, I'm sure that they'd rather have it set up differently, <laughs> but they don't. And it's just, you know, the schedule well, is what the as schedule is. As soon as they is. get in hockey east, they'll have so many conference games they won't have time to play any non-conference games. So just wait it out till they get in hockey east, and then I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, I'm going to tell you, like I told you last week, I drove past campus again, and I saw a lot of guys with rakes in their hand outside the uh, Wells Fargo Arena between there and the uh, the parking area. So, I don't know. It's not a shovel, but it's a rake. It's a tool. It's a utensil. Is it getting closer? No problem. <laughs> that silent that you hear is Paul Hornstein, my friends. Okay, so. No uh, we'll leave- comment. We'll leave that for another day, um, but but just so you know, the, yeah, I know there's there's a lot to be talked about, and sooner or later we got to get to it. But I'm going to end this one just kind of the way we started it, uh, and we did it off camera. And I'm just going to tease a little bit. But for everybody that's been asking me personally and via emails and everywhere else about where they can get tickets for the Hartford series in Irvine. California, let me tell you what I know as far as how this works, right? Uh, This was supposed to have been a four-team tournament that was played at the Pond in Anaheim. That's how this was supposed to have played out. Two of the teams left the tournament, did not want to participate or change their schedule plans or whatever. That's how it came down to become two teams. Those two teams became Harvard and Arizona State. Um, When you look around, it says that Arizona State is the home team. I've been told on, off, both the record by Arizona State uh, people that this is a home game for Harvard and that Harvard is handling the whole situation, that Arizona State is the visiting team and is basically going there to play two hockey games like they would everywhere else, just at a different site. So as far as the tickets go, and I talked with Mitch Terrell, the uh, the sports information guy at ASU today, he told me point blank that um, that they would let us know just as soon as they knew something, that they clearly don't know anything. He's very well of the fact that people have contacted their office, have contacted Harvard, have contacted the rink. All of that's been done. So um, I'm just trying to provide a little bit of an update here for people that are listening. Um, we're all trying, right? Uh, Paul, Paul, Paul especially is trying. 
And I know our photographer, Zach Monteran, is trying because Zach's got family from Cal- that's coming to California. He's from California. He knows the area well. He knows the arena well. Um, so everybody wants to be there. And I just hope that things, you know, I mean, we're talking almost 60 days away now from, from face-off over there against Harvard. It's two big programs, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you see the, if you were watching the video, you see me holding up yeah. the email confirmation of my plane tickets, right? Right. Well, I've been assured today that, that the games will be played. Now, how soon they're going to give us tickets and ticket information, I don't know. Um, we're going to continue to work on it. Trust me, I'll ask it every week if I have to until we get to the bottom of this. But, you know, this is one of the things that, that people – uh, let me let me throw out a couple of things and then we'll end this thing. Uh, I just saw on Twitter today that the University of Minnesota hockey team just now has 80,000 followers. They're the largest following on Twitter of any NCAA program, right? Right. That's the difference. That's why they claim superiority over everybody else because you, when you have stuff like that, it means that you've done <sighs> something right along the way, right? So they what they have keep- a 75 year head start. Yeah, exactly. Your head start. Exactly. But you know what other people would say? They would say, okay, they gave you 75 years to learn before you started. So you need to get, you need to get in and control these things. And, and, you know, I'm just, it's a piece of advice that, you know, it's like any business person, right? You don't want to shoot yourself in the foot. If your business goes sour and you've shot yourself in the foot over and over again, what can you say? You got, you know, you can only blame yourself, but if you're, you know, if you're doing your best and you're doing everything in your power, um, you know, you and I have talked about it. You got to come out and say stuff because people want to know. And the lack of information, you know what that leads to, Paul? Speculation. And a lot of times you don't want speculation. So if you don't provide information, people are going to make up their own stuff. That's why Minnesota, Duluth, North Dakota, they all look at ASU and they go, oh, well, they must not be very good because they're from Arizona. They must not be very good because they play the hard physical style. That's what they assume, right? Because nobody's shown them anything differently. So same thing on this. We're waiting on an arena. We're waiting on quality quality broadcasts. We're waiting on tickets for, for a game that, that could be a, a real fun event, right? It could be. A lot of people want to go to Southern California, including you, in the middle of winter. So, so why not get on this thing and try to put something together? I, I don't know. I'm just Listen, frustrated like you are. Um, you know, when you said something to me before we started recording, um, it, it caught me off guard, so to speak, because I had these same conversations uh, with somebody, with other people, and, you know, we had no collaboration on on those conversations. Right. These have been our own separate yep. conversations. Yep. Um, and that's why I want to bring it up because we're going to try to get an official comment. But when you can't get official comments, and and trust me, we've had people try. Um, I can throw it out there. I know my own our own Zach Mondorant has reached out to everybody involved in the situation, uh, personally and professionally to get a comment and hasn't gotten one. He's actually gotten doors shut in his face uh, for asking on how he could buy tickets. That's not a good thing, right? Because no. it, and, you, and, you and, gotta... and, and this is what I'll say. I, I, 
I, you know, we discussed waiting a week to talk about, but you brought it up. Um, let's just go based on the fact that uh, everything that we know is that these were supposed to be Harvard home games. Yes. Or games uh, taken care of by Harvard. It was their thought to have the tournament and so forth and so on. But because these games are being played in Southern California, were supposed to be played in Southern California, who's going to take the hit? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Um, what deserved or not, that's what's going to happen. And I and I don't want to point, and I'm not pointing the fingers at the ASU administration. I'm not. Okay. But I'm just saying what the perception is going to be. Exactly. Okay. And uh, I understand that this is not the coach's responsibility. Okay. He's supposed to be coaching. Um, but the, the fact of the matter is, whether we like it or not, okay, if something gets screwed up with these two games, it's going to be ASU that takes the hit. Absolutely. It's not, it's not going to be Harvard. Okay? Exactly. Even though these are supposed to be games that are Harvard's responsibility. They were the ones that scheduled them. So. Well, that and that the reason I brought it up tonight, I know you and I talked about not bringing it up, but this is the opportunity now, right? I mean, we can get official comment if somebody wants to. I can be reached pretty easily. I can be direct messages. I can be emailed at ithswsales at gmail.com. You can be reached via direct message on on Twitter or people want to reach out. I don't know if you want to give your your email out as well, but well, it's um, <laughs> did I actually have to write this down because I don't. It's LDD, uh, which stands for Long Distance Devil. Um, how did how did we? Yeah, Ice uh, Time Hockey, Ice Time SW. Hockey SW at Gmail. Right. Um, I just yeah. wanted to make sure I got it right. I don't want to screw it up. Yeah. Um, so I mean, we we welcome that. We've always welcomed conversations. It's very seldom that somebody wants to come on and discuss it with us, but. Well, we uh, we offer the opportunity, and when people don't talk, like I said, we're just left to speculate on what's going on, and neither one of us like to speculate. We want to talk about facts, and I want to make that very clear for everybody that's listening, is that we want to talk about facts, but we can only do what we know and what right. we hear, and right. if you won't tell us, what are we left to do? That goes for Harvard, by the way. Absolutely. That, that, that goes for Harvard. Yeah. That's not just, yeah. you know, like I said, this is supposed to be Harvard's responsibility. So, yes. yep. You know, I, well, I don't. Well, I don't want to. I'm going to throw. I, I, there's blame for everybody. Harvard's got their section. ASU because they're the one that we just talked about is going to take the hit. But more importantly, what's wrong with the venue? If you're having a an event there, I mean, they just had a rookie tournament there for NHL. If they're having an event there, why would they not want to sell that place out? As well, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't they're know. going to make some money on it. So somebody, please, Harvard, ASU, uh, the rink in Irvine, somebody step up and talk to us and let us know. Um, we want to sell some tickets for you because there's people that want to go see a people hockey game. People want to go. I, you know. Um, all right. That, you're that's tell, all you're I tell, got. What do you got? No, listen. I, he said I, I, I was not 100% prepared to have this discussion tonight, but it, it came up. And... You know, uh, I know at least one person that 
dug into his pocket and had plans to be out there for those games. So <laughs> I know that person. I also yeah. know I also know another person that lives there that lived there and has family there that wants to go. And I think there's a number of tickets that that could be sold. And let's just end it on that. Let's talk about our sponsors because they're always fun. Uh, we have our good friends over at the OxyPow College Bar and Grill behind the mask. By the way, Paul, there are some more things embroidered that are soon to be out. I know it's been a long time coming, but there's some new things coming down the road. Um, we, also got, we also got our friends over at the Ice Den, Scottsdale and Chandler. We have our ACHA program at ASU. Thanks for jumping on board. Congratulations, guys. You're doing a great job this year. What a job Jake Green done at rebuilding it. Our friends down in Tucson uh, at the U of A, where they, uh, they're playing pretty well as well. And then our guys up at UNLV, they keep No idea going. who you're talking about. Oh, UNLV, I know who they are, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and ASU and GCU women, they're really putting women's hockey on the map in the desert southwest, so they deserve a shout-out as well. I know we try to stick to mostly NCAA here. but Don't forget about Oceanside. Uh, and our friends at Oceanside, they're out there nice for us. Banner there on the on the on the boards. Right. And what about our friends at M Drive? They're always there for us as well. We got a new Sunday special coming up, and a uh, what drives you coming up soon as well. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, hockey season is in full swing. NCAA hockey may be off this weekend, but a lot of ACHA stuff, a lot of NHL stuff with the Golden Knights and the Arizona Coyotes, and uh, we'll be on top of it all for you. So until next week. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is off the air from Long Island and Scottsdale. Paul, thanks for stepping in as always. Have a good night, Scott.